Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. It is Read and Weep. We are the podcast that stamps smart young men out of steel and sends them into circulation among brainless chick flicks. Today, <laughs> oh, we have been we have been watching the movie adaptation of Dear John. Today, joining me, we have a very special panel. Uh, hey, what are you doing on this podcast? We don't want any trouble here. It's Ezra. <laughs> you can tell by my tattoos and my inability to, to move my jaw that I mean trouble. And that you might start a knife fight. <laughs> you, you might just barely miss my eye. Also, uh, join us today. He only sleeps with people to help them make career decisions, and only marries them if they're dying. It's Chris. Hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that he likes me. <laughs> and we have a very special guest tonight. Of course, he made meatloaf. It's Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome Brian to the show. How's everyone doing? Uh, I hope we get this over quick because uh, I need to go surfing uh, right after this. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, try that again and say something from the dad. From the dad? Yeah. Uh, shouldn't I just sit here and not say anything, and that would be more appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. And of course, I'm your host. I'm adorably bearded, and if you mess with my girlfriend, I'll break something in your body like maybe one of your bones or something i'm alex that was very th- threatening alex i, I felt threatened <laughs> good 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 <laughs> you, you should <laughs> i can always tell when you've been drinking but i never know what the hell you think yeah Thank you guys all for being here. I think we should uh, we should start out with the first half of our compliment sandwich. Let's see. Brian, you as the guest have the right to either go first or last in the compliment sandwich round. Which would you like to do? I'll go la- I'll go first. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> well, well, we'll go for it. What is the one thing that is nice about that you have to say about this movie? One thing that was nice. I really like the fact that Henry Thomas was in this, the guy who played Elliot in E.T., and let's face it, E.T. is one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> Wait, was that Tim? Uh, yeah, that was Tim, the bearded guy. Oh, my God. Nice. I could totally see that. Yeah. Wow. I had to look it up on IMDb. I wasn't that smart. I actually really like chick flicks, and so I was trying to find one redeeming quality in this, and I was like, oh, the guy from E.T., that's awesome. <laughs> Similarly, uh, for my compliment, there was a scene where they were looking at the full moon, and Savannah says it's so how big it is when it's close to the mountains, and uh, Jockfuck boyfriend says, uh, "Well, no, it's never bigger than your thumb, right?" Yeah. And he does the little like push your thumb over the moon and then pull it away, and she says, "Where did you learn that?" And he says, "I don't know, but I know where he learned that. He learned that from Apollo 13, which is one of the greatest movies of all time." Right. <laughs> so it seems like there's you know one degree of separation between uh, this movie and greatness a couple times. Oh, absolutely across the board. <laughs> let me let me jump in. I wanted to compliment the the makeup artist for for showing a little bit of restraint uh, when Tim got his face busted in. It seemed like just a nice nice amount of uh, of coloring around the eyes and uh, and the nose. It could have been overkill. Uh, and I believe okay yeah. Sure, why not? Chris, you're sighing audibly as if you thought maybe it was underkill. Is that your... Well, you know, Pierre Pierre did a good job on, <laughs> on the All right. But, but the thing about Pierre is that later in the movie, I think maybe he was tired. He, he wasn't looking at what he was doing. So Savannah, her make-me-look-slightly-older makeup is really just like, make me look like a painted lady. You know, like, she just... She... Oh, her makeup was so age inappropriate and way too much of it. And, you know, it just I, I feel like it, it ruined whatever illusion of time passing because, you know, Channing Tatum looked exactly the same. So, yeah. 
pretty much her her old age stuff was just like too much rouge. Yeah, <laughs> have worse uh, worse style uh, generally. Wait, so does that like that would make her like twenty six, right? Yeah, she, and he should be like maybe twenty seven. Yeah, he's twenty. He should be twenty seven because you know he was minted in nineteen eighty. Right. So <laughs> she she's wearing age makeup to look twenty seven. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's twenty. The actress is twenty four. Oh, I think. okay, good. So they had to had to add a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I, I just, you know, yeah, okay, I guess as you're right, the makeup for Tim's black eye was pretty good. Okay. But the makeup artist as a whole does not get my respect. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, what does get your respect? Yeah, you're still on the hook for a compliment. Uh, Richard Jenkins gets my respect. Yeah. God damn, man. They had Richard Jenkins playing uh, uh, John's dad, and I know him from uh, Six Feet Under, but he also, you know, was nominated for an Oscar last year for The Visitor, and uh, is just damn good, and I think clearly the best actor in the entire movie. Feels like a career dip for him. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes you just gotta make money, dude. <laughs> Been up all night, staring at you, wondering what's on your mind. Maybe just just for people who haven't listened to the book podcasts, just in case that happens, Chris, can you give us a 15-second rundown of the plot? Yeah, put 15 seconds on the clock. It's on the clock. Okay, uh, John is in the army, and he meets Savannah, who is not. He goes back to army. He comes back. They bone, or briefly. He goes away. They break up. Oh, yeah, his dad's autistic. That's time! Yay! <laughs> All right. Well, that basically covers us. Before we talk about the movie plot and specifically things that are different from the book and, and things we liked about it and didn't like, why don't we talk a little bit about our movie-watching experiences? Because unlike when we watched these on our computers, this one involved public embarrassment, I think, at least a little bit. <laughs> I had to go to the movie by myself. I wanted to spare anybody I might bring with me to this film, so uh, I go in, I decide I'm going to sit in the front of the movie. That way nobody can recognize me, like turn around and see my face. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm going to be really honest with you. I cry at most, <laughs> at, at most chick flicks. I do, okay? So... I was thinking, like, all right, I, I want to hate this movie really bad because I think the premise is stupid, but I might cry. So I think I'm going to sit in front so that, if, you know, nobody will see me cry and I'll be alone. And um, eight teenagers all sit in front of me. Now I'm like, well, now I can't cry because if I do, they're all going to talk shit about me. So, well, how are they going to know? Do you cry, like, with big audible sobs? You're like, oh. He gets up and paces when he's crying. First, yeah. first three rows will get wet. <laughs> Splash zone. <laughs> I do tend to like sniffle loudly when I cry, so I thought sure that I, I just knew I couldn't sit next to anybody, and that my whole game plan was just thrown off from there. So, a slightly personal question, Brian. You said you were worried that people would turn around and recognize you. How many groups of teenagers do you think would recognize you on average? <laughs> All right, all right, touche. All right, so <laughs> from Adam, but uh, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want them to turn around and go like, look at the old guy crying uh, <laughs> at this film. So, hey, did you, did you guys go to like crowded Friday night shows, or or what were the theaters like? Um, yeah, no, mine was kind of a similar experience to uh, Brian's, except uh, you know, I, basically, I was in the back corner of the theater because uh, I take notes on my my iPod. 
And so I didn't want the screen glow to disturb anybody. And right in front of me was a row of teenage girls. And throughout the movie, they kept switching seats so they could whisper things to each other and, uh, <laughs> and walking around me and giggling and, and stuff. And, you know. Did that ruin the movie for you? Is that just uh, – No, <laughs> the movie ruined the, ruined the movie. <laughs> the movie ruined giggling girls for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, I can't hear a hee-hee. Uh, you know. <laughs> but the best part, I think, was like halfway through the movie – well, actually, two thirds when when they're all older and John goes and meets up with Savannah again, some girl's phone starts ringing and she runs out like embarrassed. But she leaves the door half open so she can still hear the movie. And she's like, hey, I'm watching a movie. It's a really good part. Can I, call you? I don't know what part you're talking about, Chris, but my guess is she was lying. Uh, no, I think it was the end credits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, so yeah. I saw this like Friday morning because I don't have real a real job. Ooh. So I was the first showing in the city like Friday at 11 a.m., which was already embarrassing enough. Like I have to wait for the theater to open its doors. I'm that <laughs> excited about this movie. <laughs> and when I got in and there was nobody – it's like a 300-seat theater. I'm the only one in the theater and I thought that was like, yeah, this is going to be sweet. I just – I can laugh. I can talk. I can get up and run around if I get bored. Like I, it's going to be great. <laughs> And then two other solo guys come in and sit, like, opposite corners of the building. Are they also podcasters? Is well, that... here's the thing. I'm assuming that these guys are just, you know, creepy, which they're probably assuming about me, in all fairness. And <laughs> they're either here for the Teenage Girls or the bad chick flick, which is neither, neither of those is really okay. Turns out, after the movie's over, the lights come up. Both of them stand up, and they're both holding flashlight pens and notebooks. Ah, uh, there you go. Eight Teenage Girls and three reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I gotta get me a flashlight pen. I know. <laughs> I actually considered introducing myself to the teenage girls and being like, "Hey, why don't you guys tell me like what you like and don't like about this movie as it's going on, just so I could get like a an honest watching of the film." Like, and then I decided it would be too creepy, and I couldn't bring myself to do so, it. That's a little creepy. <laughs> tell me your thoughts, little girl. <laughs> well, of course, I wouldn't use that voice, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the only voice I ever use when talking to teenage girls. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on that note, I mean, like, I, I didn't mean to get their opinions, but um, on the way out, there were some girls in front of us that were sort of, you know, chatting it up about the movie, and they were comparing it to the book, and I was like, oh, guys, I read the book also, and I was like, fuck, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> you take my troubles away, you take my sorrows away, you keep my sorrows Okay, so... Brian, to support you in this, I should say, I also cried a lot during this movie. Oh, well, I didn't say I cried during this movie. Oh! I'm willing to say that. You know what? I, I definitely cried during this movie. You cried during the movie, really? No question. I think I might know what, where also. Was it the, the scene with, um, with uh, the dad dying? Yes. Yeah. That was one of them. Oh, I was going to say, was it the scene with Savannah falling off a surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was the part where she got out of the water, not drowned. That was really sad. I was like, oh, just missed. I think I know actually why why you were able to cry in that point, and this is this is a bet that Richard Jenkins had, because um, <laughs> if knows, but like you know, there's a part where like you know the main guy where John is, is you know sort of very sad and, and talking and going through his, his whole spiel. And at one point, right, John's crying, all right, during this point, and like you know Sarah's next to me, you know dry eyes, all right. And at one point, Richard Jenkins reaches over and he has part of his hand in the frame also. Yeah. And that's the part where she starts crying. Uh, because what Richard Jenkins is saying is that, yes, that's right, my hand is a better actor. Than <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so goddamn true. <laughs> 
I loved some of the reactions from the other people in the room. So there were the girls. I, there was also two old ladies came in kind of late. And at one point, I thought one of the old ladies was crying. And I looked over, and she was actually asleep and snoring loudly. <laughs> 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 I mean, admittedly, it was 1130, so she just had dinner. So she was kind of tired. But like, Is this 1130 in the morning? In the morning, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the, the teenage girls were great because there was the autistic little boy. And at one point he said something kind of cute. And all the little girls were like, oh, I want one. Oh, <laughs> that, this is a great advert for special needs kids. Yeah. Actually, in, in the girls' defense, when they showed the autistic father and he was making lasagna, and John goes, of course she's made, you're made lasagna. It's Sunday. And I thought, guy makes lasagna every Sunday? I want one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know having a, I don't know if having a lasagna night is, is that autistic. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's a little awesome, though. I mean, that's yeah, right. No, that's, <laughs> I, I'd take that. And, and also, right, he's basically he was calling Savannah fat, I think, because he made a whole extra one when he thought that she was. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, the book was bad. Right. But the movie, I think, is, you know, bad in its own insulting way. And and the worst part for me is that we don't see a lot of detail about these people. They're just archetypes that bump into each other. Pubis first. And <laughs> like, it, it, no, I mean, this is this is romance porn, I think it's is fair to say. Right. I mean, yes. like. This is, you know, it's pretty much the same amount of effort has been gone has, you know, been put into, uh, you know, defining characters and, and and story as as you would find your your average uh, skin flick. You know, the montage is just a strip strip scene or, um, you know, what not your sex. I I think it's uh. <laughs> or what not your sex. What not your sex? You know, <laughs> like you do. <laughs> I, I love those movies that have a lot of what not in it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a good amount of, you know what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm golden. <laughs> <laughs> right? this, 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 movie, this movie lives on vagaries. Um, <laughs> everyone stand in for, for the last Nicholas Sparks movie that was slightly better acted. All right. I already admitted that I'm the one who cried during this movie, so I'm just going to get this out of the way. I am the yes. official Dear John the Movie apologist for this show, I think. Okay. What? Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> You're sorry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of liked it. Yeah. And and I don't think I would have liked it if I hadn't read the book. There are a lot of improvements in this. I, I won't lie about that. Like it was nice to see that Iraq actually was dangerous, right? And you know someone can get shot there. Dude got shot in Iraq. Huge improvement. Yeah, and actually the way, you know, he got shot where like his buddy got shot in the chest in the vest and then he's like, "Okay, let's get you back." And then right as they're turning back, he gets shot through the shoulder. Twice. <laughs> Bam. Yeah. yeah. And he did it being completely unsafe. He was like, well, screw trying to translate what this guy is telling yeah. us. Let me run blindly into a giant warehouse full of dark corners. Yeah. Exactly. Like, the guy could have been saying, hey, that guy's going to kill you if you run this way. Yeah. Hey, everything's safe. Just don't go into the warehouse. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's such a bad, bad tactic. I really hope that's not how the military operates. <laughs> Uh, so other things, I thought the main two characters, they had so much more chemistry than the characters in the book. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I liked her a lot. She was a little, uh, little, I don't know, wooden, uh, I would say. <laughs> a little bit like a, a slab of man just kind of standing in for, you know. <laughs> Did you guys notice he only had really one way to react to news? Which is just which like, is clench, unclench. Clench and exactly, I was just like, <laughs> all right, I know he's thinking something because his jaw muscle moved. I just, you know, I'm trying to say, boy, what is it? What is it? (laughs) 
so let's talk about some things then that changed from the book to the movie. It was shorter. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, it was shorter. Um, we, we lost, uh, we get to lose Savannah's accent, which is nice. <laughs> that was annoying as shit. Totally nice. Another thing that, that changed was all of the diseases were different. Yeah. So in, in the book, the two guys had Asperger's instead of autism, which admittedly is on the same scale, but people, some people might find that a little distressing. He went from having... Uh, melanoma to lymphoma, yeah, that's which much is a worse. gnarly change. It felt to me like every time they would do that, I wasn't sure if it was ever for a purpose or or if like Nick Sparks had copyrighted certain diseases. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I got Nick Sparks disease. I'm gonna have to pay royalties on this. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, you have third stage lymphoma. Brought to you by HarperCollins. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a touching scene, some swelling music, a montage, then you'll die. <laughs> I mean, they also they like they took the diseases and they made them all just a little bit worse. Yeah. A little more severe. I mean, it was kind of weird with Tim because like now instead of donating the coin collection to give him this experimental treatment that'll cure his really easily curable disease, instead it will help him live for two extra months. <laughs> yeah, right. No, it's crazy. It's like, all right, we'll sell our entire fortune. You can grow back your beard, Tim, <laughs> and then we'll kill you off. You can grow back the real star of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. It was like, wow, the, the, he had to get his beard removed because it had cancer. <laughs> was so Surgically remove the cancer in his beard. The cancer spread to his beard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll get cancer so I can get laid. 
I mean, might I recommend uh, if you get uh, melanoma, you might survive. Don't much, get lymphoma. Much yeah. Than lymphoma. Also, it won't spread to your beard. <laughs> the beard. <laughs> They have a, another couple, another perk, right, about Asperger's and autism is that you can sense evil, apparently. <laughs> yes! Oh, just, just like horses. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you, you get spidey senses if you're autistic. So then the horse camp was getting autistic people riding horses to enhance the evil detection. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to detect evil in the world, and she wants to send out army of artistic evil detectors <laughs> once the autistic cavalry goes out we will have the greatest evil detection system ever created <laughs> the king was too expensive she was trying to buy guns <laughs> <laughs> once we launch this autistic shield into space we will never be hit by any <laughs> missiles it's a bunch of guys counting coins <laughs> if only they had sent the autistic airborne defense to to afghanistan and iraq maybe john would have come back undamaged right <laughs> just like just get like an you know, in, in his pack there's it alan's just there playing with his game boy uh, like an airplane and all of a sudden alan's like bullets coming <laughs> <laughs> It's time for the triumphant return of Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round. Lightning Bonus Round is our recurring feature for movie podcasts where we go faster like lightning. Who would like to go first? <laughs> okay, I got one. Go. There's a nice point uh, when she's hugging John in the airport after 9/11, and like, there's kind of this fun thing where like they're, they're like they're hugging really close because he just comes back from uh, you know from war, and um. There's uh, two shots of like reaction shots of this guy who's like you know doing up his belt. Damn it! Them. <laughs> <laughs> and another guy who's like being frisked while he's bending over. <laughs> two really sexual airport security scenes, and they're all just like you know old dudes, just yeah, like just yeah. just checking out this young couple. And, and Sarah was like you know saying like damn, there's no way they would let her just run through like security as well. Like it wasn't. <laughs> She, her ass would be tackled. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus, Lightning bonus round. round. So um, when John, they show like a quick, I mean, it's like a 10 second scene of John as a teenager. And, you know, in order to believe that John's really a teenager, they only show like his torso. <laughs> and they show Richard Jenkins with like, you know, some different, like some hair dye in his hair. But it's from the perspective of a fridge. Like he opens up the fridge, drinks milk from the carton. And I'm just thinking this is a callback to the greatest commercial of all time, which is the kids pausing, you know, pawing through the refrigerator. And they're like, cola, purple <laughs> stuff. Oh, man, Sunny D. <laughs> <laughs> really just wanted him to pull out some Sunny D. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of it was, oh man, warm milk, because my dad's autistic. (laughs) (laughs) And Sunny D is still good warm. (laughs) (laughs) Still mediocre warm, let's say that. It doesn't get any better, (laughs) I guess, is the way I want to say it. (laughs) Yeah. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Did you guys have anybody in the audience that was, like, uh, really vocal or anything like that? Like, uh, say something during the film? I, I told you the girls really wanted to take home their own autistic boy, but that was about it. that was about it for me. Yeah, okay, you know the part where uh, oh, it's like right uh, when he comes back to visit her and he's gonna leave her for the last time, and she says, "Why don't you spend the night or whatever?" And he goes, "I'm leaving or whatever." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
somebody in my audience said, uh, yeah, take that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you had a way better audience than I did. Uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So they don't have sex. They don't have sex. They don't have sex. Then he asks whether or not he should reenlist, and then they have sex. Now, having been in a relationship like this one as well, you spend a lot of time wondering, what is the thing that I have to say? What is the magic word, the open sesame, to make this happen? And it turned out it was, should I re-enlist in the army? And I like I could I imagine him having this really long list of magic phrases that'll get her to sleep with him, <laughs> crossing them all out, and then the last one is like, should I re-enlist? And, he's, and then he like, goes one that night and circles it and puts little stars by it. There may be like a correlation, like, well, if I say shrimp, shrimp shack, I get a blowjob. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's got these really elaborate like word patterns, and he's trying to move them. He's got a big <laughs> covered in magnet poetry, and it's like, this, this kind of worked. No, actually, that reminds me kind of of uh, this like psych experiment with pigeons. Right, like if you um you can get pigeons to do like crazy shit if um you feed them food at like random intervals. Yeah. <laughs> you can basically you can make them basically superstitious is what it is, right? So like if you like just drop food down and it doesn't matter what they do, like they'll sort of like doing like these crazy patterns. So like you know, walk to the side, like you know, peck of the ground. I think that's kind of like you know what what Savannah how Savannah is training John, you know, yeah. just like. <laughs> Like, so just like you know, make out with him like at, at crazy random intervals. Like so, he's just like, okay, okay, one nipple of mine's showing. All right, I have to, I, you know, talk about a scar, not beat up a guy, get a new tattoo. Uh, what does she want? What does she want? Come on. Yeah, I I love the idea that they're like he's like hanging out with her and he goes, hey, I got in a knife fight. She goes, what do you say? No, eh, nothing. Ah, oh, never mind. Forget it. Uh, I'm my dad's just, autistic. My, my dad's, dad's autistic. autistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bonus round. Okay, when I think of special forces, I think of guys like jumping out of planes or like going down a zip line from a helicopter. Yeah. Did you notice that the special forces in the movie, that's all they did is did patrols? Like they all walked around? <laughs> <laughs> and then the one time you see battle, he gets shot from not. <laughs> 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 I mean, maybe it was special forces in the way that's like special ed. Yeah, it's like special <laughs> needs forces. <laughs> Oh, there's a whole lot of autistics. Yeah, there's soldiers that we just can't trust to fight actual wars. So that's why they got sent to Goat Village. It was like maybe they they will learn from goat sense and they'll they'll improve. <laughs> <laughs> they'll be able to detect tin cans. <laughs> that's useful, man. Metal detectors are expensive. John just go around eating scrap metal. <laughs> Well, that's the other thing. Like, how does coin sense work? You know, like, <laughs> like is it a coin whisperer? Like, you, <laughs> coins. You know what it's really saying is that the value of the dollar is going to go down or something. Like, I, I you should invest in, in gold and, and and tell bad stories about about silver. Uh, you know, like what was that the the satire coin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't this hilarious? During this election, they printed bigger <laughs> coins to make fun of the guy who wanted to have coins be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> that scene was there to prove to you that McKinley did not have a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that is some timeless political humor. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that, that aged well. The screenwriter was like, has been waiting all of her career to finally get that one dig at McKinley that she's been <laughs> <laughs> And then she's like high five. Ha! Yeah, take that, McKinley. Burn. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go do some research on really old old presidents and and find one thing to hate them for. Just try to work that into conversation. You know who has a, a bad immune system? William Henry Harrison. <laughs> Thirty days, am I <laughs> right? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Uh, how, how do you pronounce uh, Amanda's last name? What's the, the Seyfried? Act- 
super. Okay, she kind of looks like if Michelle Pfeiffer and Kate Hudson had a baby, that's what she would pop out and be. Like, <laughs> like Google that and put those images together. And like, holy shit! Yeah, that's Michelle Pfeiffer and Kate Hudson's baby. Too bad there's we can't. There's not like a process video of them making. <laughs> I would watch it. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Speaking of process videos, however, there's this great scene in the movie where they show mail happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And mail montage. I was, was going to save this for my compliment, but I can't hold back because it's so appropriate. They have this thing where, like, he gives his letter to a guy who flies it in a helicopter to a truck, and the truck drives it to a military sorting facility, and it goes through this whole process, conveyor belts and everything else. By far the most entertaining scene of the movie. Like if I had just seen like stock footage of mail going by, like, I would have been happy. I'm like, I want to take the journey of the letter. Look at that sorter. Yeah, no, the 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 mint uh, process was pretty good too. I mean, like I like both those yes. things. You know, not not a great romantic movie, pretty good documentary. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, you guys should should quit this podcast review and just go watch how stuff's made over and over and over again. Yeah, well, Sesame Street, you know, Sesame Street has the same thing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I remember the guitar one really well. <laughs> yeah, well I, I'm just saying, I'd prefer to watch that than this. <laughs> Lightning bonus. Lightning bonus round. There's uh, there's I think during one of the montages, uh, we get to see Savannah uh, in a classroom. And I don't know if you guys saw what they were learning, but it was um, there's like a, a bar graph and like small bar black, another small bar under it says Hispanic, another small bar other, and there's a massive bar like four times as big says white, and I was like, what, <laughs> what? <laughs> like what supremacist bullshit are we learning right now? In today in elementary statistics, we have counted the cast of this movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh! I just thought maybe they were like going to a really like you know uh, it was like the KKK brings you like economics or something. Yeah. Like that. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, Savannah's like Savannah's like a super conservative like like America first kind of like crazy person. And, like that's why she's not a good person to be with. Also, yeah, she did say she has flaws, although we never get to find out what they actually this are. Is true. Oh, she's I have a flaws. horrible racist. <laughs> 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 that has been lightning bonus round everybody lightning bonus round lightning bonus hey. round all right uh it is time for the final half of our compliment sandwich uh we will go in reverse order that we went in before which i believe means chris's first is that right chris yeah so what's your last nice thing you'll have to say about this or possibly any nicholas sparks project ever okay so uh set decoration was pretty good uh, I'm going to say that, uh, you know, they made it look authentic and for the dad's, you know, place, or I guess John's home as well. Uh, they had a nice touch, which was plastic covers on the couches and chairs. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that was, uh, I thought that was very, uh, appropriate for somebody who, uh, was kind of on the autistic Asperger's scale, very tidy and very regular and didn't want his couches getting dirty. So, but if you clean obsessively, wouldn't it not be a problem? Well, I mean, that's a lot of time out of your day, that's all. It's like, <laughs> oh, too much work. So he's like a really lazy autistic guy? <laughs> well, yeah, he's efficient, maybe. He's, yeah, I, was like, I, I feel like it's about efficiency. Yeah, right? It's annoying. <laughs> like, maybe he, like, hires out someone to collect coins for him because he just doesn't have the time to stare at coins. <laughs> Can, sorry, I actually don't have any time to be uh, obsessive about anything today. <laughs> yeah. social, he, like, outsources social awkwardness yeah, to, like, exactly. yeah, or something like that. <laughs> uh, Ezra, what is, your comp- what is your last compliment? 
Okay, I kind of like the rewrite of uh, of Randy's character. So before uh, Randy was the the frat boy kind of douche who didn't uh, want to you know you know get himself wet right and uh, and and jump in after the purse. Yes. Now he wants to jump in after the purse, but he wants to sort of wade wade in after the purse. He wants so he, like, to do it oh. really effic- inefficiently. Instead of John seeming uh, seem heroic, it makes John kind of seem like he just like wants to make this guy seem like an asshole. Yeah, like, <laughs> he, he wants to, he wants to make Randy seem unmanly and and weak. And, <laughs> yeah, for not jumping off a twenty foot pier into what appears to be fifteen feet of water. Of crystal yeah. clear water. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like he's the opposite of autistic. He's got a lot of free time. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, don't worry. I, I'm sure your cell phone will last thirty seconds tops. Uh, <laughs> I'm a really fast swimmer. Just when I want to get in the water, that's that's when I really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my my final compliment is there was a kissing scene uh, the first time they ever make out which is in the house yes. they were just like holding hands and then it started raining and they were like oh shit gotta make out while it's raining <laughs> and, and then he did this thing that I wish I was strong I might start like lifting weights so that I can do this where they were kissing and he grabbed her picked her up she wrapped his her legs around him and then he slid onto the floor so they were sitting on each other and they did and all, all that happened in two seconds it was the smoothest. It was the smoothest gymnastic kiss I've ever seen. Okay, this is true, Alex, but I don't know if you noticed. Water was pooling all around the bottom. He just sat in a puddle. He did, and he probably had splinters <laughs> up and down his back from the unfinished wall. I know. And it's like, it was like the part of the move was very smooth, except when I was like, oh, now, now my balls are wet. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable while I'm kissing. This well, makes uh, standing under, under this plank kind of uh, not that helpful. I mean, this is like the kissing porn then. It's like, this is kissing for advanced players. Don't try this kissing at home. Only trained professional kissers can do this kind of a move. I love it's like, like honorable discharge from the army. Reason, back injury due to kissing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, what's your uh, last nice thing to say about this movie? All right, well, every time they would uh, switch to a, a surfing part of the film, it made me actually think of the movie Point Break. <laughs> nice. And then that made me think of Gary Busey. <laughs> um, that made me think of when he was a guest uh, star on Walker, Texas Ranger. And <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger was far shittier than this movie. So um, <laughs> That is a professional level compliment. For your first time on the show, that is an excellent compliment. <laughs> Brian, I'm so sorry that we're not going to be able to have you back since Chuck Norris will kill you between uh, now and this is the last, the last backhanded compliment to anything you'll ever say. Well, the good thing is, is that I think that the Gary Busey episode on Walker, Texas Ranger, it was with a person who had a disability, a mental disability. So it kind of goes with this film anyway. So it works out. <laughs> Six degrees of mental Excellent work. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us. This is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, we will be back next week, of course. We will be reading very quickly The Secret. It's only like 150 pages of bullshit instead of the normal 300, so we can do it all in one week. So uh, if you're interested, The Secret is available on audiobook. You can get it from, from audible.com for us. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash readitandweep, A-U-D 
I-B-L-E podcast.com. Just one podcast. Slash read and read. Anyway, you get a free audiobook just for being our fan. So please go there. Download that book. It helps us out a little bit. We really appreciate it. You start a free trial, get the free book, and then you keep the book even if you cancel in the first seven days. So do that, and we will be back at you talking about the secret once again panel. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Ez and Chris, as always. Yeah. Yep. And and thank you so much for joining us, Brian. We look forward to having you back again in the future. Uh, it was a real pleasure. I had a good time. Thank you. Brian, do you want to have like a plug for the comedy spot or anything like that? Yeah, that'd be great. I own a uh, comedy club in Sacramento called the Sacramento Comedy Spot, and uh, I'd love for everyone to come out and check it out. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of videos this year and revamping our website, uh, so we're going to be doing sketches, so you can check those out at uh, saccomedyspot.com. Excellent. Excellent. Great, thanks so much. Yeah, well, we enjoyed it. All right, well, take care, everybody. We're out. <laughs> thanks again for listening if you've got comments on this episode on dear john on the secret on your personal relationship problems. We don't care. Send us an email, podcasts at read-weep.com. Also, you can leave us a message. Call us, 509-588-1280. And, of course, be our friend on Facebook, and we will be happy and dance.